Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Energy Teacher, Medium, and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which share stories and spiritual messages that show us our challenges are not economic, political, or societal, but often a disconnection from our inner soul wisdom. I am delighted to welcome Forrest Rivers, author of COVID-19 and Humanity's Spiritual Awakening, which shows us that there is good to come out of the pandemic's tragic and chaotic nature and that unity and compassion are on the rise as a result of what the world has lived through. Hello, Forrest, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Oh, hi, Cheryl. It's, a, it's an absolute honor to be on your show today. Forrest, and, and I'm glad that you're with us. Forrest, as listeners of Healing from Within are so well aware, my guests and I share intimate, insightful stories of understanding our dual nature as both physical and energetic beings who, when they merge the wisdom of their intuition and connection to spiritual or universal energy, are better equipped to create the best version of themselves and offer through this awareness of higher consciousness more to their families and communities. We explore life both in the physical realm and beyond, becoming aware of the eternal nature of life and the interconnection to all that is. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Forrest Rivers, an author and inspirational speaker, shows us uh, that though COVID-19 has been a harbinger of mass chaos and unspeakable tragedy for many people, if we are able to still our minds and quiet our fears, we can start to see a different narrative emerging, one of hope, personal empowerment, and spiritual awakening. Forrest, I always love to ask my insightful guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, event that may have signaled to them, or maybe others around them, what lifestyle and interests and work uh, that they might pursue as an adult. For I feel the totality of our physical life journey comes with us, within us, from the beginning of our life here on earth and just unfolds as we move along. So tell us something mm. of an event like that you remember or was meaningful to you. Yeah, yeah. That That's a... I've given a lot of interviews, Cheryl, and that's the first time I've ever been asked that. And that's a beautiful question. You know, actually for me, there was an event really early on uh, that made me really interested in like the spiritual quest. And I didn't even know it back then, right? I didn't know to call it the spiritual quest. I didn't know that it had anything to do with awakening or con higher consciousness, but um the the event that I had was uh, my grandfather, my beloved grandfather, my papu in Greek. He was real sick in the hospital. And I remember when I went to visit him, I wanted to lay my hands on him and try to heal him. And, and I remember, 
like at that moment, really believing that if I put my hands on him, that uh, that somehow like a higher energy would come through and heal him of his illness. And I remember very specifically doing that, putting my hands all over his stomach and his chest. And in that moment, little did I know that that's actually a real thing, right? Energy healing. And uh, right exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Reiki master you, teacher. I've studied for 25 years with many teachers. Yes, it is very real. I mean, I thought you would love that. You know, as a, as a Reiki master, I thought you would love that. And I remember at that moment just thinking, whoa, like, I want to I want to heal. I want to help heal people. I want to help uh, help uplift people. And it was in that moment with my grandfather, who was just absolutely my beloved like grandfather. He was an inspiration. I just remember that moment just feeling like, oh, th- there's definitely something more than just this physical plane. And um, I want to spend my uh, life doing something that's, that, that heals people. That yes, was it right there. Yes, I sort of knew that as a child, too. I wanted to make people happy. Uh, as an empath, which I didn't know then either, uh, I could uh, feel so much pain and sorrow and unhappiness from people. And I was either laughing or crying, depending on the people and energy and situations I was in. Uh, so, but uh, nobody explained it to me, and nobody understood it. Uh, not even my doctor, when I constantly had uh, stomach viruses, and I must have taken more antibiotic, antibiotics than anybody on the planet, because that's what they did every time you were sick, which was not such a yeah. good thing. But I, I also... Uh, was very close to my grandfather and 25 years ago I was on a materialistic business oriented scientific physical life path even though I had these spiritual gifts I never was able to put it all together but 25 years ago uh, or more it was 1993 I was very sick with the flu and I was laying there moaning and groaning. I couldn't do anything. And all of a sudden, I felt my grandfather right by my side. It was oh, a, it was an energy, uh, but but it, I couldn't see him. And he was trying to tell me something. I said, "I can't hear you," in my sleep. I I said that, and he, the thought went through my head: "You have to write something for your father." And the next day, I received a call from my mother that my father had passed and I wrote his eulogy but I couldn't forget the feeling of the interaction it wasn't a dream it was a spiritual visitation from yeah, my that's grandfather what I was gonna say. yeah but I didn't know it then it yeah, took me another that... another year to read a book I, I, did, I couldn't forget it and then through a set of circumstances uh, coincidences synchronicity I was guided to read a book, and I discovered what had happened, and I had to learn more about spiritual communication and energy and a life after life and all these things that had resurfaced in me that had been yes. sort of put to the back burner because I had to live in the physical world, and I couldn't be uh, what I saw as people, metaphysical people, sometimes as being airy fairy you know like up in the sky sure. and not practical i was raised in a very practical so see our grandfathers 
were very important on our spiritual journey. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And if you think about it, and even in the like in, in the indigenous cultures, the elderly, the elders are revered for their wisdom, and they're revered for their healing, and they're revered for they're revered for their uh, uh, their compassion and. So it's not a surprise that the grandfathers have been such an instrumental role for both of us. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe he came to me that night because he knew how wounded I would be the next day, and he wanted to share that moment of love with me. Maybe he came to me because guides or teachers in spirit said, "Uh, Cheryl needs to move forward now on her path. She has a lot of work to do, and uh, we got to get her going, and... And that's what happened. I dedicated in the last 25 years uh, to traveling, learning, and sharing, having a practice, writing three books, as I was told I must do. (laughs) When I was first told it, I said, oh, I don't think so. (laughs) I always resisted a bit. Isn't that amazing how it just arises? When you follow the, the a path of whatever you want to call it, higher consciousness or God or uh, universal being, whatever term people or the list, your listeners are comfortable with, um, isn't it amazing how that impulse to follow that just arises uh, oh, almost like no, uh, spontaneously you, within you? It's it's, it's yeah. incredible. Once and, it's but it's it like always, once it was you're, always there. It was there. It had to be reactivated. And once I knew the truth, that many of my beliefs were not accurate, that I had been taught, and now I was seeing things in a more universal plan of oneness and divinity, I I had to let go of other things, and I had to follow this path. And I I actually made a promise to spirit, God, the divine universal source, whatever we call it. And I said, please let me carry this truth, this information. This is the greatest thing that I've ever learned, that consciousness survives physical death, that we're eternal soul beings. And it's true. I know it. Before I sort of thought little bits and pieces of that might be mm, viable, but now I knew it would be on the shadow of a doubt. And I made a promise to go as far down the field carrying that ball or that, you know, nugget of information to as many people as I could. And I've been doing it ever since. So whenever something comes in, I no longer say, I can't do it, I won't do it. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they want me, Spirit wants me to do this. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, nothing for me to be afraid of. I will have help. Yeah. Huh? Yes. And that that yes. says says a lot. But you also told a story about when you were about thirty years old, and you went to uh, where was it? You traveled to uh, Maui. I went. I, oh, I had Maui! To, right. An absolute blessed opportunity to 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 go to that enchanted island for about ten days, and um, it, it was absolutely. Uh, how do I even describe it? I've been there. I've been there too. I've been there to um, to Honolulu, uh, and, oh. and and I also was told to look for a healer. Someone would be there to take me a little further on the healing journey. <laughs> so I kept looking mm. and looking, and it was when I was leaving, and I was in the airport, 
and sitting next to a woman and we started to talk and it turned out she was a spiritual healer who lived in um, Massachusetts and she looked me in the eyes and she told me something that I needed to know at the moment something I had mm. been questioning <laughs> and so the spiritual healer was there and I did meet her but it wasn't any you know in Hawaii it it wasn't someone there in Hawaii something that I would see or do it was on my way going home mm. so it was an amazing thing but tell us about uh, your when you were there and what happened yeah so um yeah so about 9 years ago I had been struggling for just over a decade with uh, very serious alcohol abuse. What sort of started as um, more kind of social drinking spiraled into just kind of uh, a full-fledged drinking problem. And when I went to Hawaii, when I went to Maui, I uh, had the opportunity to connect with the nature. And anybody who's been to Hawaii knows and, and Cheryl you could speak to this it's absolutely astounding the the just the breathtaking wonder of the natural world uh in Maui and I, I got on some amazing hikes in my entire time there and you know I have ocean on one side and the mountains on the other at a particular vista and I just remember being blown away and there it was is, um it is like it was, a little was, piece of heaven on earth <laughs> it's a piece of heaven on earth. It's like where I always said, it's like where the spirit meets the physical, you know, it all merges together. And I remember the entire week just being absolutely transformative for me. It, it helped me realize that there is something far greater than just this physical world. There's something far beyond just the worldly plane of reality. And there was one moment in Maui where this all came together for me. I, I I had been hiking down this sort of like back road, this back dirt road. And then there was like a little path, a little spur trail off to the left. And I walked up it. And then I remember uh, it kind of dead ended after about two, maybe two, 300 meters. And I, and I peeled back these, the, the, the trees and there were these two tropical plants of fluorescent, uh, a fluorescent yellow plant on one side and then a fluorescent orange plant on the other. Just absolutely unbelievable. And I walk to the edge and I'm at, I'm at a cliff and it came out at a cliff and I'm just staring off into the ocean and it was sunset. And I just remember being absolutely blown away. And in that moment right there, then and there, I was like, I, I didn't know, I didn't think, that there was a greater consciousness or a greater divinity to life, I knew. It was right. just like a knowing. And, and you spoke to that, Cheryl, before, yeah. that that just knowing that the things I had been tinkering with in my mm -hmm. mind, oh, you know, maybe reincarnation's real, maybe it's not, maybe maybe the spiritual path is real, maybe it's a hype, I don't know. In that moment, I was like, that's who we are. We are, yeah. as you said, Cheryl, we are eternal soul beings. And suddenly, you know, after that trip in Maui, I didn't have the urge to be a heavy drinker anymore. And I still went out well, for many years. And, you were healed. You know, and, 
uh, you were healed in the connection it, it, to those in yeah. spirit. You know, soul, spiritual healers are around us all the time. Souls are yeah. around us all the time. Uh, we don't come into this world alone, and we don't leave it alone. Uh, each of no, us may have no. three guides, and at other times uh, when we are working on something, other guides may come in. And uh, it, it is, once you know this, nobody can take it away from you unless you allow no. it, unless you allow them. But let's go on to, why did you write this book, and what message do you want to convey with this book? Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. When I, I sat down and started writing COVID-19 and Humanity Spiritual Awakening, uh, I started writing this book in March of 2020. So right when the lockdowns started happening, you know, I there were two reasons I wrote it. One was uh, I was trying, to be totally honest with, with all your listeners, I was trying to process all of the events that were happening. It was almost, as for, for so many people, it was overwhelming. You know, I was feeling fear and worry and, you know, anxiety. And, you know, and I, for many years I've been trying to, 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 to inspect my own introspect on my own relationship with death. Mm-hmm. And that was more, and that was more in my face and everybody's face. And so part of the reason I wrote the book, Cheryl, was to like, uh, to, was to, for my own sense of therapy to make sense of what was happening. And but the second reason I wrote it, and prime, a big reason I wrote this was to try to inspire people, to help people remember that despite all of this tragedy and all this very real suffering that is happening during COVID, we can use this as a great teacher. That suffering, the suffering we've all experienced during this time, while horrific can be grist for the mill, to use a phrase from one of my most influential spiritual teachers, Ram Das. It can be grist for the mill, or it can be um, uh, the sandpaper for our own like spiritual evolution. And so I wanted to write something to kind of counter the narrative of sort of doom and gloom, and this is, this is just another sign that humanity is going down a horrific path. And I wanted to counter that and say, look, n- Everything that happens in this universe has a purpose behind it, including this pandemic. And if we work with the suffering, we can actually come out the other side and spiritually evolve. And so I started writing a series of chapters or like, I guess I would say like musings having to do with different themes, all with COVID and the idea of spiritual awakening. And, and the product of that was this book. And yes, so yes. Yeah, it was, And I think what you're trying to convey here is that sometimes unsettling times, while they make us more divided, alone, and afraid, they allow Mm. us to look within and realize our common ties with all of humanity. So we can transcend all all that separates us. Yeah, and that's that's the whole point of... And Cheryl, that's the whole point of the, as you and I are are clearly, you know, uh, vibrationally on yes. the same page here, I can feel like that's the whole point of the, the spiritual path is to, is to recognize, is to transcend the illusion of separateness and recognize we really are all one and that everything is one interconnected web of divinity. And uh, this 
pandemic has brought that to the forefront. I mean, look at what we've seen just over the last two years. Every single country has had their bout with COVID, whether it was India with the Delta variant or it was Italy early on rationing health care. It was America having its its woes with it or Brazil. Every it's been all the whole world. Look, it's been it's all been, over the world, and I. It's been. It's I will been tell all you over the world. Yeah, in March, tw- when you started putting this book together, my book came out. A new life awaits. I I see every day as a new opportunity to learn more about ourselves in the world and to participate yes. in in more in, in any event that will bring progress. So nothing is random. And and co- I was mad. I was. I got COVID at about the end of March, early April, and uh, I was home for quite a while. And I would be speaking to my guides, practicing my Reiki. I went through all the symptoms, and it was unpleasant, but not any worse than I. Uh, over the years, I've always had little bouts of bronchitis from allergies sure. that goes to bronchitis. So it was much like that for me. But then, when I was watching television, I realized. I had it, <laughs> and I would call my doctor every day. She couldn't come to the house, but uh, she advised me, and she was with me through the whole thing. But I, 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 I was kind of surprised that I had it as a healer, and uh, I knew there must be a purpose for me to have had it. And sure. months down the road, I interviewed another healer, who also had it, and she said to me, you know, I wasn't able to help anybody uh, until I had COVID myself, and then my body and spirit could bypass the toxicity of that energy, and I could send distant healing to people in the hospital. But before I had COVID myself, when I would try to help someone with COVID, I couldn't get past the energy of it. So, Mm. So... then I realized the same thing was true for me, and that's why I had to have it. It was part of my life plan and destiny, and it made me very sad uh, to see everything locked down. I would go in my car when I was better, and I'd see all these businesses and all these people out of work. I actually cried. I knew they were all struggling without yes. their income and their livelihood and being socially with the people they needed to be with. But but that was also necessary. So people could yes. learn to have reinvent their values and get away well, from some that, of the... Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, not to interrupt you. That That's beautiful, Cheryl. And, well, first of all, thanks for sh- thank you for sharing that experience that you had COVID and how COVID literally helped you evolve in your ability to heal people during this pandemic that's that's yeah. incredibly inspiring and that's actually something that i didn't actually that's one angle i didn't think about of, it either but then i i saw after this woman told me and i realized the feeling that i had with the tickling in the throat and the chest and the and the swelling in my neck i couldn't help another person when i was gripped in that energy and illness so so yes. it was advantageous but let's get on to this is important how can people embrace suffering in a positive way briefly tell me yeah i mean i i think there's there's a couple ways to embrace uh suffering 
in a in a positive way. And 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 one thing that comes to mind is uh, is the power of prayer uh, and meditation. Uh, whenever we suffer, uh, a lot of the suffering that comes up is our mind uh, trying to fight against what is. I mean, I think we've all been there. Every, I think every listener, I think all your listeners, Cheryl, have been there. I've been there. You've been there. Where we, when something unpleasant happens, we try to pretend, push it away, and not accept it. Right? Just say, just say, this is not happening to us. This has no purpose, but it does. It's happening. Uh, so uh, there was a phrase my meditation, my one of my old meditation teachers used to say all the time when you're facing suffering, and the phrase is, "This is how it is now." This doesn't, it doesn't mean this is how it's always going to be, right? This oh, no, everything changes, yeah. Everything passes. It, mm-hmm. This is how it is now. And so, you know, one thing that we can do is learn to quiet our minds and learn to sit with what is. And, and that's, uh, you know, the, the power of meditation, the power of prayer. You mentioned communicating with your spirit guides, communicating with source, uh, communicating with your divine teachers or gurus. That's something that we can all do, uh, we can we can pray we can meditate other things that we can do when we're when we're met with uh with with suffering and one thing that i like to do a lot of is practice some kind of like gratitude uh mantra excellent uh, yeah you know and yeah and and to say okay my suffering i acknowledge my suffering this is very unpleasant you know but then i try to say but but this too, said, per- yeah, this too this shall too, pass, and I, too, I will be happy yes. and grateful for my life. Yeah, of yes, course. this too shall pass, and I'll be grateful for my life, and I'll be grateful for the lessons that come out of this suffering. I'm going to be that much wiser, that much stronger, that much more compassionate. Uh, as you mentioned, Cheryl, like until you had COVID, you couldn't really fully relate to the vibrations of that energy until you had it. Well, that came out of that suffering, that unpleasantness you went to. So, you know, I think practicing gratitude as difficult as it sometimes can be, you know, during bouts of suffering, uh, gratitude is incredibly important. And then also just calming our minds and being with what is. Yes. So those are some things that I definitely recommend that we Ab- can all do during this time. Absolutely right on. So what do you want people reading the book to take away with them? Yeah, I, I just want people to feel, to, to, to not give up hope. You know, not give up hope, not lose faith. Uh, yeah, things look kind of bleak with all the divisiveness and all the anger and all of the chaos that's greeted us over the last year and change, eight and actually more than year and change, year and nine months or oh, so. Oh, no, no, it's, a, this, it's over two years already. That this, yeah, I guess, we're, this, I guess we're almost, yeah, I guess we're at two years. Holy yeah. moly. Then I want to thank you, Forrest Rivers, for providing a way to see COVID-19 realistically, realistically, as indeed we have to see all the events of our life. It is a complicated disease, and there has been an internet international disruption of society and financial well-being uh, but it is also a means to spiritually grow and evolve and know ourselves as the duality of our physical energetic essences of body and spirit which has unlimited potential to create out of the dust of time and universes something new yes. to read more about survival in a changing world go to 
forestrivers.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have taken a two-sided view of the recent COVID-19 worldwide plague to see how wild it had been like something out of the twilight zone in strangeness and negative effects. It also offers a way for humanity to unify and remember who they are for individuals to remember who they are as spiritual beings, having a physical life with the capacity to make choices and renew the best values of love, prosperity, hope, healing, and kindness, which must never be lost no matter how difficult times are. We have seen how combining a terrifying health crisis with a catastrophic economic collapse is the recipe for social conflict. The world, which has been sadly divided by identity, politics, religion, social class, geographic yep. location, culture, and race, as well as liberal versus conservative, religious fundamentalist versus atheist, rich versus poor, urban dwellers versus rural farmers, and the white race versus all other. We've seen this, uh, you know, and we know there's one side who thinks that they've got to buckle under to everything they're being told, and on the other side there are those who believe that COVID-19 is a God-oriented uh, event which will bring us past media, yes. government, and any climate of fear uh, so we can make our own choices and stay out of the narrative uh, that's being given from some people. We have to be aligned to our own soul and spiritual truths. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Energy Teacher and author of a trilogy, A New Life Awaits. And I invite you to visit my website to CherylGlick.com to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, scientific, spiritual, educational, medical, and arts and music fields explore the duality of life and ways to go beyond human limitations. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.